we should go with some of some of your guys's um darker and more outlandish uh ideas i love sleepy ptosis i i can't leave that behind i i really liked the phrase chocolate high school Welcome to Please Make This Movie, a show where we take a beloved movie or TV series and create the perfect sequel, prequel, or spinoff. I'm Zach. I'm Storm. I'm Nick. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at PMTMPod. There you can see suggestions for future episodes. Uh, any artwork that we've made, Nick, has, has been pretty fire with the uh, movie posters. And, and you can also vote on any polls we have. Um, and to really make this topical and um and lock it into the time frame something something <laughs> mail-in ballots um uh, yeah that's great um this yeah. week <laughs> yeah this week on our twitter polls we're taking uh, mail-in ballots um the due date is um december 1st but we will be accepting them at least a week afterwards just make yeah. sure you sign correctly yes uh and sharpie will be allowed um but they may be dropped from helicopter. I don't know. I don't know that conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So this week we're talking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We are uh, pretending that that movie does not exist because it does give away some of the the lore behind Willy Wonka. So we're going straight up prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And also, that movie just sucks. Like, yeah, Johnny Depp is super problematic, um, and so we're just going to act like he doesn't exist. Well, I will I say, mean, yeah, oh. my movie might be a little pro- problematic. Sorry, story. But oh no, oh no. <laughs> I mean, you got Oompa Loompas in there. It's kind of hard to avoid them. I see. I I think I I figured out a loophole to avoid that. But I was going to say, with the Johnny Depp Tim Burton movie as uh, terrible as it is. Um, the background stuff, the lore is substantiated uh, by the the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory novel. So I, I use some of that for research, um, and I noticed that that they reference some of the events directly. Um, so also in in my research that like was basically just saying on Twitter, hey, what's a messed up thing about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that I don't know? Um, Someone told me that there is a unpublished chapter where uh, I believe it's called um, the Vanilla Fudge Room. Uh, what? Yeah, where uh, two kids against uh, Willy Wonka's orders start climbing up a giant mountain of of vanilla fudge, um, <laughs> fall into this wagon that takes them into the next room, which is the flattening and cutting room. And they are promptly squished and chopped up into pieces. Oh, my God. Yeah, so there's more child death in the book, <laughs> or there was going to be. I think um, than, that the rest of the kids survive. So that would have been the only instance of actual death. I don't know that they survive. And I think that's the question we need to answer um, right from the top. Yeah, so in the movie, it is left ambiguous. In the book, I, I remember um, I read this book as a child. Uh, and I remember they come back at the end. You see them again, but they're physically impacted by the um, recovery methods they've used to um, solve the ailments that they received in the yeah. factory. 
like uh, Mike TV. He was really small, so he's been stretched out. Uh, and Veruca, I'm sure, I think it's still the same color, um, but she's been juiced. Or not Veruca, uh, Violet. Violet, yeah, the blueberry. Veruca just sucks. Yeah. Like, she's just she's just a piece of shit. I don't remember <laughs> what happened to her in the book. Cause I read that a long time ago, but I do I do recall the descriptions of them being all... I, I never read the book, so Weird. I am going solely off the movie. I think yeah. I inadvertently took some things from either the book or the shitty movie, but I have, <laughs> I have, I have reasons why I did that. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. All right. Nice. So does somebody want to really quickly run us through a summary of Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory? Um, I, it's about, um, Charlie's a young child from, um, from, uh, a poor means who, uh, finds out about Willy Wonka's, contest Willy Wonka is a chocolatier that exists in his world who's kind of this uh, mythical figure and this contest he, he's got his closed factory nobody knows how he gets this this chocolate out who's making it who's helping him but they're going to let five kids in. they're going to put golden tickets into Wonka bars and send them out worldwide and a bunch of kids find them we see a bunch of wacky antics that ensue different scenarios of people trying to find the tickets then five kids find them Charlie is luckily one of them and he goes into the factory. A bunch of crazy stuff happens to each of the kids one by one. They're kind of taken out of the scenarios uh, in scenarios that line up with their own um, personalities. The flaws in their personalities lead to them being taken out in specific ways. And Charlie wins this competition. He wins over Willy Wonka's heart and he gets to take over the factory. Nice. Um, Storm, you should be our summary guy because okay. way better than mine. So I was I, just I going off the cuff on that one. Questions. <laughs> Um, so I have some things that maybe I made connections to that weren't there. Um, maybe I was just trying to punch up the story a little bit. Um, the character Slugworth, right? The yeah. evil, the antagonist, the guy with the big ass scar on his face who whispers in all the kids ears. Uh-huh. He, he, he tells them he's trying to get the recipe to the, um, everlasting gobstopper. Is Slugworth working for Willy Wonka? Is he like the uh, he's he's kind of laying this trap? Yeah. Um, and then in the end, when Charlie turns that in, that is proof that he can't be bought or he is like pure or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought that was fairly. Sorry. I thought that I yeah I thought that was obvious, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Um, and then my other thing is the Candyman at the beginning with the shop. Does he purposely give Charlie a ticket? Oh, Bill, Bill Candy Shop. Yes. Yeah. Um. For, I mean, to me, I I like the theory that all of the kids specifically got their tickets. I mean, obviously, it's a fantastical movie, but you know, like you know, Slugworth waiting for Char- like Charlie in an alley. Like, how the hell does he know <laughs> that he got the damn ticket and he's just waiting in the alley? Like, I don't know. It, it, it seems like you know. So you think all the kids are chosen? I I, I like that theory. I know it's just a kids movie so it doesn't really matter but i I think it's fun i think that's fun too yeah like wonka's got this uh surveillance network like kind of like um like his own intelligence community yeah um i do really yeah i i really do like the idea of a slugworth even beyond um even you know outside of the idea of him working for willy wonka still these other uh high level chocolatiers that are trying to infiltrate or steal his secrets. In fact, that that definitely plays into my pitch a little bit. Um, 
So even with that reveal, I still I love that thread throughout that kind of espionage thing. Did you guys know that Roald Dahl, uh, despite um, we did learn some terrible news about Roald Dahl's uh, personal history this week. But uh, in addition to that, he was a spy in World War Two. Yeah, I, really? I did. I did find that also that he was a spy um, and, and didn't it lead to like problems with his wife? Um I believe so. Something along those lines. Yeah. So, well, he definitely, uh, if you look this up, the things that will come up say that he was like a James Bond-esque kind of romantic spy. He would Mm -hmm. um, woo women for information. And uh, (laughs) yeah, but then then later in life, um, so he, after they made, I believe, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he didn't want to sell the rights to any of his other books because they deviated so far from the plot. Um, And when he passed the rights they went to his wife and she immediately sold the rights to all of the books nice uh, so there was obviously some bad blood there um yeah so you hinted at it earlier i think we just need to to really yeah. get out <laughs> yeah. in front of it Roald Dahl, uh kind of a bad dude um said some yeah. pretty despicable things about many many different groups of people um I, I think the most explicit thing i found this week was him more or less saying that like Hitler maybe had his reasons, um, and and that's not something you want out of your children's authors. So, yeah. I'm surprised that that isn't more common knowledge. I had never heard that before, but, I mean, reading that quote, uh, there's there's really um, no other way to interpret that. I feel like... I think it's similar to, like, the Dr. Seuss propaganda um, type thing. So, I don't know if you guys know this. Dr. Seuss was... big into creating world war ii propaganda for the americans yeah um, and that led to some awful depictions of of other people um oh. and so like i think it's just like we don't want our children's authors to be sullied so we just like push it to the side and ignorance is bliss type thing yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how frequently uh, Roald Dahl was like appearing before the press to uh, yeah. drum up news for his for his books or anything like that. So maybe it is like a Dr. Seuss scenario. Because again, yeah, Dr. Seuss is another one that I don't know that I've ever seen Dr. Seuss. I don't know what he looks like. Um, so where it, it's easy to kind of sweep that stuff under the rug when it's just a name, a name associated. Yeah, and then J.K. Rowling. I, I feel like there is definitely a theme with children's authors just being real pieces of shit. Because J.K. Yeah. Rowling and her whole transphobia, like we could have a whole episode about I mean, terrible, terrible children's authors. Um, yeah, uh, J.K. Rowling, I think, is a little bit overblown. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, there is one thing about, you know, her weird argument and then I'll like literally like being anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, that, and, yeah being anti-Semitic and having no, yeah, having no black characters in the entire series, save like one, one character. Um yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm fine with it. <laughs> not, not, not like I'm like, oh, I'm happy. Roald Dahl was anti-Semitic, but I'm like, I don't know. Once like I figured out Walt Disney, um, you know, was anti-Semitic. I just assumed all really good children's authors <laughs> and creators of children's media were anti-Semitic, and it's just kind of yeah. what comes with the bag, you know. Like, yeah, I and I, I also think that given uh, the separation between the movie and the book itself learning that fact doesn't necessarily uh, affect my uh, enjoyment of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory at all. No, I yeah, I do not think the the movie I think stands alone on its own um as its own thing. 
Oh yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that we feel like need to make their way into a prequel. Yeah. What this is was, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. This was a tough one. Um, Cause I, I think, well, obviously I, I would say Willy Wonka, the, the man in, in some capacity, uh, should be in it or it should, you know, follow him, his life, his tale, this chocolate. But I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. So I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about, um, I think Oompa Loompas and Willy Wonka are the, the only two I could, I could come up with for sure. Maybe music. Um, I would agree on the music. Um, I think the, yeah, we're not going to sit down and write, write music for it. I, I'm assuming yeah. no one created a song <laughs> yeah. this week. No. Um, but yeah, I think the music, uh, or at least the rhyming as a, um, functioning is almost like a, a chorus, um, if you guys are familiar, yeah. Yeah. this is super English English uh, major, like the uh, Greek plays where like the chorus explains what's going on. Like that is that's what the mm-hmm. Oompa Loompas are doing um, in this totally. play, more or, le- or in this movie, more or less. Well, for this one, I don't want to suggest things that should be required, and it's harder for prequels than there are sequels. I yeah, I, like. I agree. Um, because honestly, mine is like I don't know. It like goes against everything the first movie was. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, and that was 100 intentional. So I don't want to be like, oh, well, we have to have fun, silly, edible candies. It's like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. My, I feel like I feel like Willy Wonka has an essence, um, and I don't necessarily think we have to include that essence, but we have to give the steps to where a progression to it makes sense. Um. Because if we have just this normal buttoned up guy as Willy Wonka and then uh, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, he is purple suit jacket, fake, fake pass out into somersault saying super insane shit to kids Um, (laughs) like that's just a zero to 100 type thing. So we need to have Uh at least some sort of like maybe hints at how he became this eccentric yeah, totally. just, I mean, a development of what is Willy Wonka in the movie. I mean, yeah, just something that at least explains and leads up to something going on in the movie, broadly speaking. Yeah. Um, so you I, guys, I kinda, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, you, so you guys don't think that um, like there being songs or like Oompa Loompas or even like the Chocolate Factory are requirements necessarily? Only because I don't think the movie I have will make oh, okay. that fitting at all. I mean, okay. I, I think they're, they're there, but... I mean, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> I mean, okay, um, I because I, I mean, I'm making a, a prequel that is not made for children. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> At all. <laughs> all right. I, so I it's kind of it really is... depends on on when you're setting your your prequel also, yeah. like, because if it is if it is very close to the events of Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, then I feel like the factory and, and some of the weird technology um, and the Oompa Loompas need to be explained. If you're setting it as like a Willy Wonka childhood story, I don't think those things are as important. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I technically have songs and I technically have Oompa Loompas. Um, they're just okay. not, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's best if we don't really like, have too many requirements for this one. I mean, this is a weird movie to 
kind of kind of through an overview. Yeah, I I think we should get into our our pitches before yeah. we really start to give anything away. But before um, I do that, I, I wanted to comment. I actually didn't realize. I'm going to say clever in quotes. How clever this movie was. Um, okay. Because I was probably just dumb when I watched it all the previous times. <laughs> But like I don't know, like I don't know, there's a lot of like everything that Willy Wonka says is like a pun or something goofy, yeah. like, or a little I, bit of uh, like like philosophical wisdom. Um, oh yeah, morals. Yeah, but philosophical wisdom, like a moral. I mean, all the songs that Oompa Loompa sings are like mm. moral advice for kids. Yeah. Um, but like, like specifically in the Gobstopper room, like he like he's throwing like random items and like vats of like potions that like are somehow making the gobstoppers and like why'd you throw a pair of shoes in there it's like oh it could use a little kick and i never got that like i never got that before like oh it's his shoes and shoes kick and then mm-hmm. like he puts his hand in there and like someone's like oh is it too hot and he's like no no much too cold and then he throws a winter jacket <laughs> and i never i was like i never got that like oh shit yeah. that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah i think uh I think Gene Wilder is going to Willy Wonka is going to be hard to cast because I think Gene Wilder did such a a like spot on job or at least like what I imagine is a spot on job of writing the line between insane and genius. It's it's just terribly uh, believable. Like he fits yeah. into the world that's created in the movie so well that you don't question it the second he shows up. He it's his show for the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I love this movie. I, I watched it a, a whole lot as a kid. I had a VHS of it that, that we just watched over and over again. Um, so this was an exciting one for me. And I agree that recasting Gene Wilder is tough. And I think that's a huge part of the reason the Tim Burton one is so bad. Um, and any other Willy Wonka projects that have come up over the years have kind of um, not panned out. Because how do you recapture that? You have to have that kind of perfect guy. Um, yeah. Um, I, I I went through person i chose to cast is just like you, you need i don't know you can't replicate gene wilder you just need someone who's going to bring their own unique style that's going to be successful uh, I, looked at it. I went at it from the kind of the opposite approach but i, I dig it because we're going to have wildly different um uh casting choices so, i actually didn't cast anybody because my original idea wasn't going to be fun to cast for me and then when i changed my idea i I just didn't have time to to go through and cast anybody. So I have some like vague like reaches for people, um, but nothing that I've really spent time coming up with. So let's get into pitches. Um, since I teased mine a little bit, um, I originally had this idea of looking at Willy Wonka as a child and a, a group of children. Um, very similar, like a, like a very similar story to what we get in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, basically, I had this proprietor of a, a, a chocolate factory, um, Leonard Loompa, who was the owner and proprietor of Loompa Land Chocolate. Uh, and he is in the process of creating, so we find this out later in the movie, um, he's in the process of finding, or like genetically engineering workers um, to run his factory. Um, and we have a much less, um, fantastical version of the Wonka chocolate factory. Uh, I almost would imagine it as more of like a, a steampunk or, or even like a, uh, very clinical clean, um, very similar to the, uh, the Tim Burton where it is just not nearly as fun. 
uh, chocolate factory. And this guy, so that is how the Oompa Loompas came to be. Um, Willy Wonka uh, ultimately is going to win this a similar contest that he he poses, um, and he is going to take the the Oompa Loompas uh, named after their creator Leonard Loompa, and they're going to be working in his factory, uh, and he will have created this whole fake backstory for them um, to hide the like terrible um, creation story of them. So, uh, basically my, my children were going to be Arthur Slugworth, which is Slugworth. Uh, we're going to find out how he gets that scar. Um, Willy Wonka, who's going to inherit the factory. He's going to win. Um, he truly loves candy at the beginning of this movie. Um, but by the time we see him in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, he's, he's basically a broken man who has spent his entire life creating this thing that he once loved. And, and is no longer fun for him. And that's why he's selling the factory. Um, Chucky Bucket, who is going to be... So this is where my idea fell apart. Um, because I was going to have a, a Charles or a Chuck Bucket, um, which was going to be Charlie's late father. But then I realized he has a child. He's probably not going to have a son. Um, and so I'm just going to push everything back to them being like college age chocolatiers in training. Um, and maybe that's how Charlie came to be um, so poor as his, his father died uh, before he was even born and, and left his mother as a single mother um, raising this. And um, his father also went in with, with Grandpa Joe and Grandpa Joe witnessed everything that happened and, and the loss of, um, I, I don't know if his dad, like the loss of his son. Um, and um that's kind of why Grandpa Joe has been bedridden. It is not for physical reasons. It is for mental reasons. He has like PTSD, basically. <laughs> um, and then I created some other characters, uh, basically to fill out the the seven deadly sins that were going to be happening uh, as these children were punished. Um, actually, Willy Wonka was going to be one that was supposed to be uh, punished. He was going to be suffering from pride um, because he was so confident in his abilities as a chemist. Um, and Chuck Bucket, Charles Charles Bucket, Charlie's father, was going to be the one that was pure, the one that should have won. And and Willy Wonka was basically going to do something to sabotage him, win the contest, and all of this with with picking Charlie is basically his um, making amends for what he's done in his past. All right. Nice. So when you when you mentioned like they're genetically creating workers, is that where the Oompa Loompas come from? Yes, the Oompa Loompas okay. are yeah are genetically engineered like not necessarily clones. Um, they're made to be small um, for purposes of, of smaller hands fitting into tiny machines and and just being better uh, with smaller tools. Um, I did write some themes down that I think I, I would like to carry over into my movie. Uh, basically, that sugar is an addiction. Um, that capitalism is bad. The seven deadly sins. Whoa, whoa, hold on. That's a that's a revolutionary theme you got there. Capitalism is bad. That's like the theme of Willy Wonka. <laughs> every right, person, every person that comes from money in this movie gets severely punished. No, it, it, the, the theme of the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie is that gambling pays off. <laughs> no. You buy if you buy if you spend all of your money on on chocolate bars 
on that 50 cent coin you found on the ground instead of, you know, feeding your your crippled elderly people at home, you will get a lifetime supply of candy. All right. So uh, let me let me finish my pitch here. Speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of crippled elderly people at home, um, this is also needs to take place in like a dystopian Europe. Um, kind of like a Handmaid's Tale type thing, um, because I don't know if you guys noticed the names, but we have Grandpa Joe and um, Grandma Josephine and mm. Grandpa George and Grandma Georgina. So we have like a, a Fred and Alfred type thing going on uh-huh. here. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's very dark, um, the time they're living in, but Sugar's going to get them through it. Oh, man. Uh, I really like the idea of the, the Oompa Loompas being from a factory called Loompa Land because it still tracks with the idea of him saving the Oompa Loompas from Loompa Land. Um, but in this case, he's saving them from, from that factory. Are, are, um, are, are snaz wanglers tax collectors or something? Yeah. <laughs> Vicious canids. Vicious canids. Those are my favorites. Basically, I was just going to have those be like random machines that existed. And, and we'll see like Oompa Loompas being um, sucked up in them. And, and the Oompa Loompas in mine are not singing. Uh, they're called Oompa Loompas because the only thing they can really say is like Oompa. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's you, super depressing. So the <laughs> overall tone is, is much, much darker than the tone of... Yeah, I want to uh, set a very Eastern European uh, like vibe for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, a lot of Adidas tracksuits will be yeah. uh, in the costume yeah. department. Very oh. like, pre, uh, very like Cold War. Uh, wow. Like, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like a happy. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm not one to talk, so. Yeah. Uh, well. Well, yeah. Are, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. I you got it. I I'd like to go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with a, a poem that inspired this set in the movie. <laughs> Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen, we dare not go a hunting for fear of little men. That is said to Charlie as he's staring in the dark through Willy Wonka's uh, gates as that weird creepy guy with the cart comes up. It's the first thing he says. Yeah. And I like, I paused and I replayed. I'm like, what did you say? Yeah. And it was like, for fear of little man. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Oh, like maybe I was, and then I was like, maybe there's like this, this poem, this story that kind of goes around the town, like is up in the airy mountain. Like, you know, and maybe there's like more of a poem to it. I didn't really play off of that, but that kind of, that kind of set the tone. So we start off our movie with Willy Wonka, um, and this is before, you know, he shuts down his factory. So Willy Wonka, actually, um, a lot of people don't know this. It's kind of been suppressed um, over the years. But Willy Wonka once had a son. And uh, we're going to call him Wally Wonka because I don't know. Why not? I was thinking Billy Wonka, but I just didn't want to mix up the names while we were talking about it. <laughs> so it's going to be Wally Wonka. And Wally Wonka has this crazy wild imagination like his father, you know, and they, they, they're very attached to each other. They have all sorts of fun. They laugh. They make up crazy stories. Um, and, you know, they, kind of, they, they have a blast. Like, you know, we, we obviously want to show this in the movie. But unfortunately, there's a pandemic going on, uh, similar to what's going on in our world right now, uh, uh, sweeping throughout um, this weird 
German village <laughs> that they live in, because I don't think that anything else exists outside of Willy Wonka other than this nice German village. Um, and it's this disease called sleepy ptosis. And sleepy ptosis um, pretty much makes you so sleepy that you are stuck in your bed um, for years and years at a time. Oh, no. um, if And if we go to our uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie, it was something Grandpa Joe and Charlie's grandparents were all suffering from um, because Grandpa Joe was stuck in his bed for 20 years only to get motivated to get out of bed by, you know, Charlie's golden ticket winning. And dance. And just straight up. And dance. Do a full-on dance. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it got him out of sleepytosis. Um, so, yeah, um, unfortunately, they don't know much about this disease. You know, people um, typically can live with it um, in Charlie's time. But, you know, it was just hitting Willy Wonka and his son. So people were actually dying from it. They'd go into comas, and they just completely, like, sleep themselves to death. Um, so in order to help kind of heal his son and, you know, help him get him through this time, because he can't go out and play with other kids, super sad. So they make up this fantastical land called Oompa Loompa Land, where all these crazy things happen. You can, everything in Oompa Loompa Land, you can eat, you can tear off the trees off barks, and it's chocolate. There's chocolate rivers. Um, you know, there's little teacups made out of, like, candy that you can drink sugar water out of. And they, and, and, and it kind of gets... Um, Wally, his son, kind of through these rough times and they, they make up these like nice moral songs that they sing about and they, they make the song about imagination and they kind of have all these like nice bonding movements as like, you know, Willie really loves his son. Um, however, um, a doctor comes one day and, you know, Billy is suffering from an, an intense coma and sleepytosis and he just doesn't get up again. Um, and the doctor's like, I, I don't, I don't know, Mr. Wonka, the, the, your son might never wake up again. This is a very serious case of sleepy ptosis. And Willy Wonka being a very skilled chemist, as he's like a very successful chocolatier, which I think actually connects to the books, um, a little bit. I think he was actually a chemist, um, mm. but I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> um, um, he, he, he's like, he kind of like, it devastates him. It's, it's, it's a tragedy. So he's like going through like research papers. He's trying to study. He's trying to figure out like, what sort of medicine can I, you know, you know, create to kind of help my son. And he reads of this weird, like alternative medicine article. I mean, he gets rid of real big rabbit hole of this, this boar tusk from Brazil that like, you know, has, has kind of had some weird, like, Hocus pocus, for lack of a better word, um, uh, medicinal properties, and you know, and a latch ditch effort. Him and Mister Wilkinson, the guy who you know plays uh, Slugworth for all the kids in the movies, his real name or his name that Wonka calls him at the end is Mister Wilkinson. They go to Brazil, and you know, they, you know, they hear that like, oh, there's only a specific area in this village where where these boars are at, and they find this village, but this village is like filled with just like um, people with dwarfism, like little people. Um, and I actually looked this up. There's actually like a village that has a crazy high amount of people dwarfism in Brazil. That's kind of why I chose oh, Brazil. Um, and so like, it, it's just like this very poor uh, village filled with little people. And um, also in Brazil, a fun little thing, uh, you know, tech millionaires go to do is to take ayahuasca. So <laughs> unbeknownst, <laughs> unbeknownst, so Mr. Wonka, um, and I don't know what's going on with Wilkinson. Sorry, I just dropped some. Um, uh, uh, so who knows what Mr. Wilkins is up to? I don't want him to take the ayahuasca, but they kind of trick Willy Wonka into taking ayahuasca. And he has this like 
multiple day long psych like uh, hallucinogenic trip in like the Brazilian like the Amazon, <laughs> where he. So here, here's my theory. Like he goes on this trip, and these uh, these uh, well these 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 people in the village are like messing with him. Uh, you know, they're kind of torturing. They, they're singing fun little songs in like you know Brazilian that he doesn't get. And you know, he sees them like chopping a head off of a chicken. They see like you know they 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 find like a corpse and like put a bunch of like snakes around it and kind of mess it up. And he he's just kind of wandering aimlessly. I don't. know. We can fill it in whatever that is. I don't know what the things. Are. But anyway, he has a horrible um, experience. And um, what I want to um, here, I'll, I'll get to that later, actually. So um, essentially, I don't know what's going to happen. I got to leave some open stuff in case we kind of choose this as our, as our movie. But um, essentially he, it's, it's like a psychological thriller. Um, it's like, a, it's mostly like a scary movie. I want this kind of Brazilian trip to be a big chunk of the movie. Um, uh, but what it leads up to inevitably is him um, being essentially burnt out on hallucinogenic drugs and ayahuasca um, from these uh, uh, villagers that have been drugging him. He, um, it, he makes like a deal with him. He's like, I'll hire you. You come work with me. Like I, you know, uh, I just shut down my factory to come here. I need new workers. You guys would be great. Like, I don't know, maybe make some sort of amends. I don't really know. Something has to happen where he brings the, these villagers back to his factory where he, pays them to dress like Oompa Loompas, put wigs on, paint their skin, and to recreate this entire fantasy land. Because um, what happens is, is one of like the climaxes of the movie is that Mr. Wilkinson finds him and tells him that his son has died of sleepy ptosis. And oh, he no. goes into madness. And this is where, where Willie completely breaks. Um, very horrifying part of the movie, I want it to be. And then... He goes back and he recreates Oompa Loompa Land <laughs> um, in uh, all these like fun stories. He, he starts making these songs. He teaches them to the to these uh, villagers, these Brazilian villagers who now are his Oompa Loompas, who like 10 hours a day have to dress up and, you know, entertain him in this like hallucinogenic like re representation of his world. Um, he builds the, the that boat tunnel. Um, that is like specifically supposed to replicate his experience through that tunnel um, or through the, the Amazon forest is like his trip on the ayahuasca. <laughs> like, Cause he's got, you see like images of like chickens heads getting cut off and you know, he, he, all the moral songs that he sung with his kid are songs that the Oompa Loompas sing to these kids as they go throughout, you know, the original movie. Um, so long story short, <laughs> um, the whole goal, eventually going back to the, original movie the whole goal for finding an heir to his his business was one not not just because he didn't have any kids but because his son died and he wanted someone who could experience this fantastical world um and uh kind of almost replace him as his son nice oh man i was worried about mine being too dark and this <laughs> i went hard i i, I yeah. want it to be a horror movie like the I last shot i want is wonka walking to the gate of kids in the, in the, in the original movie, but like this like low angle and it's just hit his back, not his front. And then it's like him, him, him like rolling and falling. And then it cuts and it just says like Wonka. Oh no. So, okay. Um, the factory as it exists in the original movie, it from, from your pitch is it's all a, a sham, a ruse 
that he has put on um, to try and live out this fantasy that he's developed after after being burnt out on these drugs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's completely like oh my he, he, he recreates all this edible stuff. He talks about Oompa Loompa Land. Like there's like a real factory behind the scenes. So okay. that was my question: was was he a chocolatier? Yeah. Before any of this. Oh or yeah. He, okay. I because I. No. So yeah. <laughs> sorry. I didn't like the idea I, of I, being a chemist whose son dies, and then he just starts making candy because of his dead son. No. <laughs> like no, that's I, super depressing, and I love it. So he he uses like people stealing his like his recipes as an excuse to go on this trip. Okay, right on. Um, wow, it's like a cover story. So he, before this, his factory is very normal. Like didn't Grandpa Joe say he worked at it once? Is that correct? Or am I crazy? Uh, that happened in the Tim Burton one, but I don't think he says that in the original. Okay. Yeah, never mind. So like that doesn't matter. But like you know, it's just like a normal candy factory. Um, but he like does a revamp after like the ten year hiatus. And just like goes balls to the wall. Um. My God, I got to tell you, I love that sleepy ptosis. That is a great <laughs> idea. I was wondering what the heck was going to happen there, or or how we were going to bring that around. Uh, I think that's perfect. Yeah, because it's absolutely insane that they've just been laying in this bed for twenty years while they're all poor as hell. Like uh, I don't know, Grandpa, why don't you get a job? Like, uh, like you, clearly you can dance, but yet I don't know. Yeah, um, my my explanation for that I never gave it um, was basically that sugar became so important in their diets that it replaced like they they are so malnourished that basically they once by the time they got that old um, they couldn't get out of bed um, because like they there's a comment made that they're having like cabbage water and bread and they're like oh a real banquet and it's not because like it's a lot of food it's because it's just not candy for once. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because there's just not to to really get the Eastern European vibe of my movie. There's just not food readily available for them, so they eat candy as like their meals. Oh my having God. having lived in Eastern Europe, a lot of that reigns true. <laughs> um, you guys went super dark with this. Uh, I, I I did not at all. Um, but I I think <laughs> okay. I think there's still a way to combine the ideas um, particularly because of the trip uh, or the, like the physical idea of going on a journey, but um, I can go ahead and, and give you guys my pitch. Yeah. Go, go. Uh, so I, I basically just looked up the background of, of Willy Wonka uh, online and then kind of developed that into a, into an idea. Cause the, his backstory is, is out there. It was in the novel. Um, but I, I like the idea of Willy Wonka being from um, an extremely um, low-class background, not dissimilar from Charlie Bucket's own upbringing, similar family. And maybe there's a figure in his life that maybe does something um, to get money that is a little bit uh, questionable. We don't know what it is, but it may be his father or, or his father figure. The way they get money is seems to be some sort of criminal activity. But from a very early age, Willy Wonka shows an um, advanced knowledge of chocolate and chocolate development, like mass production of chocolate. So he is excelling right away, but he comes from this background. So he, he has to win sort of like contests and awards. And we see montages of him growing up 
and going to, to like the highest culinary school possible, but focused on chocolate. So he's the king of the chocolate academy when he's a little kid. Then he's in the chocolate high school. He's the best, the best there. Uh, and I like the idea of Wilkinson. Uh, Wilkinson being with him like the whole way. So maybe he has like a crew that grows up with him. Uh, I also like the idea of Slugworth having been a real person uh, that is his professional rival and he does exist in the world. And Wilkinson is pretending to be Slugworth, but Slugworth does actually exist. Uh, So in my pitch, there is the three characters we'll say are Wonka, Willy Wonka, um, Wilkinson, um, let's say Tom Wilkinson, and then um, Slugworth. Mr. Slugworth. Um, so they all grow up together. They go to Chocolate University and Willy Wonka said in his background that he has a PhD in um, scientific chocolatiering um, and that he's been nominated for Nobel Prizes in these fields. So I think they graduate. They all start their separate companies. We've got Slugworth's Chocolates and Wonka's Chocolates, uh, where Wilkinson works with him as his kind of second in charge. And Wonka's factory is blowing up. It's it's not only is it a better name, but he's got this sense of showmanship to it. Um, but he starts getting bigger and bigger orders for kind of high class clients. One of which, and I, th- I think this was in the Tim Burton movie, but it, it tracks from the novel. It's uh, a prince in, um, uh, I think India orders a giant castle out of, uh, to be made out of chocolate and he can't get it delivered without it melting. So it, his reputation is damaged. And then he starts finding out that there's spies, people coming into his factory to steal his recipes, specifically spies being sent from Slugworth to figure out how he's, how he's, um, it's like his mass production, his engineering of chocolate, uh, and his kind of, he's pushing the grounds. I also, I have a theory that he might have been developing, uh, like weaponized chocolate in the movie, because <laughs> um, they do they do make he has exploding candy uh, and then he's he's talking about like sending people through like teleporting people and stuff so but that, that's neither here nor there um, but okay so Willy Wonka finds out that there's spies in the factory probably sent from Slugworth so he closes it down and him and Wilkinson uh, go on a journey he just he knows he needs to go on this journey um, and I, I want at some point on the journey I want them to encounter Grandpa Joe um, just in like a transport, like on a boat or something, just kind of incidentally. And, and they don't know what's going on, but there's this Grandpa Joe cameo uh, as a younger man. And eventually they make their way to an island. I think they go through the Bermuda Triangle um, and they end up on an island that's like a desert island, kind of Mad Max-esque. And for some reason, Wonka knows, like, we just got to go. We got to go through there. And they, they go through the desert and they find this oasis. Um and it is implied through the technology and, and some of the stuff you see that the Oompa Loompa, this is uh, the Oompa Loompa's la- uh, land, Loompa land, um, that the Oompa Loompas are aliens that have crashed on this special island. And uh, they have these advanced technologies that can push Wonka's uh, chocolate searing even further, but they don't know how to interact with people without freaking everyone out. So they need this buffer. So a lot of the movie would be set in Loompa land. It's Wonka interacting with them and figuring out their culture. Uh, and convincing them to come work for him in the factory. Um, and I think maybe there'd be some Slugworth angle, like maybe Slugworth is following him uh, to Loompa Land. But some stuff I want to touch on is that um, the Oompa Loompas in their culture, um, they don't talk a lot. They don't talk directly. And, and they really don't talk in the movie, but they, they do whisper to him so they can talk. Um, but I think in their culture, there's they're really in touch with like social cues and learning, taking... Uh, taking wisdom from things that happen around you and everyone has to comment on it and acknowledge it, which is uh, they express that in song. 
So the songs that they sing in the movie, that's like their way of just uh, as a group acknowledging like, hey, what that person just did is bad and we're all going to learn from it and never do it again. Uh, but other than that, they, they kind of, I get the feeling that the reason they don't talk in the original movie is because they are kind of an advanced civilization and uh, they're looking down on these snotty ass kids. Uh, but that's the basics. I don't know where it goes or how it ends, but you know, he makes a truce with uh, um, Oompa Loompas and he brings it back to the factory to work for him. And they should defeat Slugworth somehow. Uh, and that's it. But I, I feel like we'll be able to combine some of those ideas with a lot of these darker ideas you guys came up with. All righty. <laughs> nice. Yours is uh, definitely more realistic. Well, I, I just, I really did just kind of base it off of his real backstory. Um, but I realized a lot of that is touched on in the Tim Burton one. So I think in the essence of keeping it original, we should go with some of some of your guys's um, darker and more outlandish uh, ideas. I love sleepy ptosis. I, I can't leave that behind. I I really liked the phrase chocolate high school. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like Halloween town high. Yeah, but it's only people who want to make candy, and so they like don't get fuck done. They're just always like, mm, taste this. Oh, that tastes gross. Taste this. Uh, yeah, I feel like it would be it kind of be like uh, you would just see that quickly, like in a, a sequence of montages. Um, but it would be like Hogwarts, but for for chocolate making uh, kids in uh, in Zach's movie world, it would have a double meaning. It would be like chocolate high, like chocolate high school. But it'd be like chocolate high. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Yes, exactly. We learn how to get your sugar addiction. Oh, man. Uh, so Willy Wonka would have some guilt associated with being a chocolatier in that world. I, yeah, I think there's definitely... So I maybe I'm reading way too much into the character of Willy Wonka, but I think there's definitely <laughs> in the movie some guilt of like he has created candy that is so good that people are... It, it, like it is wreaking havoc on the diets of children. Um, and, and And couple that with the song at the very beginning from the Candyman that like he's straight up giving candy to kids and they're like, they're desperate for it. They just need the fix. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to argue against that because he literally has a competition where you have to buy as many Wonka bars as possible because he knows. Yeah. He like, he doesn't want, like, I I don't have an explanation for that. Basically (laughs) that's how the capitalism comes in. (laughs) Um, so I, I don't know where we're going with this right now. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely like, um, I think we can take some of Storm's ideas about the um, the Bermuda Triangle whole thing with the Oompa Loompas and the Oasis and tie that into the Brazilian villagers and maybe instead of them being Brazilian, vill- I, I do like the aliens idea. You could be posing um, as villagers, but then they yeah aliens. Yes. Um, and if he is on an ayahuasca trip, you won't know if they're like DMT aliens or that have come from outer space to, or from another dimension or if they're actually aliens. Cause he's yeah, I, I, I really like the idea of the, the ayahuasca trip because uh, I feel like that is kind of what the whole movie is. Um, like I mean, that's, it's, it's been said before, but it's a trippy ass movie. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, uh, if you go to the Lagunitas brewing um uh company into chicago like their entranceway is like they play like a weird slowed down pure imagination song and it's all like tie-dye <laughs> um, 
um, bright colors. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, and then there's like, of course, like I think there's already like re-edited YouTube trailers of like Willy Wonka as a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. that that's it. Yeah, that's a very common thing. Um, I also like the idea of just this extreme paranoia that Willy Wonka <laughs> has um, because there's so many spies and like everybody could be a spy and, and um, yeah, like maybe that could even lead to like a falling out between him and Wilkinson um, because he accuses Wilkinson of, of, of possibly spying. And that's, that could be our, maybe like an emotional um, what if, story um, that we have going on. What if he scars him? He lashes out at Wilkinson and that's how Wilkinson gets his scar. All right. Let's, let's, let's go back <laughs> first <laughs> to, uh, um, like what's the main plot we're following? Cause all of our stories are a bit different. Yeah. I like the, I like the, um, basically he goes on this trip to, uh, we, we get sleepy ptosis. His son, uh, dies from sleepy ptosis and he goes on this trip um, to just like escape it all. It's just very escapist. Um, and on that trip, uh, maybe he unknowingly goes through the Bermuda Triangle or, or he, he basically we just see his ship going through some some sort of portal. Um, and it's not very clear or, or maybe there's like a storm and he washes up someplace. And so it's just very vague on where he ends up. And that can be how we get to that island with the villagers. Uh yeah, yeah, I I love the idea of the sun of the sun being uh, afflicted by sleepy ptosis, and that's the catalyst for him going on the journey. Um, is the it, so? How clear should we be about whether or not the villagers are? Uh, is it Oompa Loompas or is it just uh, just people? I like them being Oompa Loompa. Like I like them like having different forms. So like they look like people at first. But like once he gets the drugs in him, yes, there's I, I could super ambiguous that they're aliens, yes. but they're like they're yeah. totally aliens. Yeah, I, I was yeah. thinking with the alien thing that it's kind of like um, just the stuff you see in the background, like maybe the shapes of their of their homes and whatnot. It kind of looks like ships, but they're overgrown with with vines uh, and they're aged and maybe kind of rusted. But the general shape is like, hold on, that that looks like a flying saucer. Yeah, uh, and I think we can. So if, if you, the, the whole ancient aliens, like crystal skull technology, just that these, these people on this isolated Island have technology far beyond the means of what they should be capable of, let alone what we are, we are now capable of. Um, I think that would maybe imply they're aliens without us having to directly come out and say it. And then yeah. during the, the ayahuasca scenes, we could definitely see some alien forms. I do like the idea of none of those things even being present until he's on uh, the the drugs, um, until he's you know he's gone on the trip. That maybe before that everything looks you know very not mundane, but what uh, typical of what you would expect on a of an you know like an island um, tribe. Yeah, I, I like I like something towards the end where like they put this like weird plant and he drinks it and like you it's kind of assumed like oh that's why he's seeing all this stuff but then like maybe mr wilkinson's like eating it and willie's like no no mr wilkinson it'll make you crazy he's like i've been eating this for days what are you talking about and he's like dun, dun, dun. like oh <laughs> shit it was all real no so yeah i i think we should have him take it very early on as almost like a um they give it to him almost as like a uh, a remedy 
or, or something because he seems ill when he first washes up on the island. And so almost his entire time on the island is in this in this state of um, if you ever see you, I know, Nick, you've seen the movie Midsummer. We went and saw it together. Nick uh, Storm, if you've seen the movie Midsummer, where it's yeah. like the the shrooms and you're not really sure um, what is real and what's not. Totally. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's this like state of everything's just a little hazy. Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah. I'd we'll that, start uh, with we'll that? Okay, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, well, that was it A24, the production company? Yeah, oh, I would love them to pick up yeah, this movie. Well, uh, that would be perfect. Oh my like God. I, yeah. Um, so I think we start um, with Willy Wonka, the famed chocolatier who has um, like been talked about in Nobel Prize conversations. is is a well known chemist. Uh, we definitely have this. We can even track it uh, maybe through like pictures in a montage in our opening credits uh or even like pictures on his office wall in our opening credits that imply all of this um and we cut to willy wonka and his son walking through a much less like wonka version of the factory um and we see that bond between father and son and they're talking about these little men that yeah um so we could that that poem could even be tied into like the sun or, or he tells it to the sun. Um, and then it would obviously come back later. How do you guys feel like? I like the idea of him writing the poem when he comes back and it's okay. just it's like it's this piece that's going around through town. Like, I mean, if, if the Oompa Loompas are aliens, maybe he doesn't have that. Like maybe he has like an imagination, like or imaginative relationship with his son where they, vaguely talk about these Oompa Loompas, but maybe they're not described exactly as he sees them, but like he combines his experience with oh. the aliens and the stories in the songs and the stories with his sons to create yeah. what is the modern chocolate factory. I like that a lot that it's already been, it, it already exists uh, like in their imagination, their conversations, but we don't see it. We just hear them talking about it in much, much vaguer, uh, broader terms. I like the idea of the poem maybe coming from that. Uh, those interactions with him and his son before the the journey even happens. So then it, it it leaves it kind of up to audience interpretation on whether or not what he's seeing is the you know the realized um, fantasy world that he created with his son that he's he's playing out because he's you know guilt ridden and he's on this drug trip or um, is it real and are they aliens? Dude, I, I swear this would actually be a really good scary movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool it, idea. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Like a not even scary movie, just like a intense thriller um, where like, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, one of the things hanging up on his wall needs to be a chocolate high uh, degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a chocolate high class of of 55 or whatever. All their faces are covered um, in chocolate. Yeah. Um, so. We have them. Uh, we have to then get into the sleepy tosis where uh, maybe we could just like splash some newspaper headlines up uh, as like pandemic rocks, uh, whatever, whatever country they're in. Germany? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It look, it's clearly like a German village, at least some sort of European village. I, I like the idea of like when someone yawns, like it's not like it's like a big deal now. Yeah. Like, oh, like are, you, are you okay? No, mom, I'm just tired. Like, 
There's a so lot of be... um, little vignettes for the first half of Willy Wonka, um, the original one, that are like these totally unconnected scenes that uh, kind of build out the sen- sensational energy, like this kind of like uh, anxious energy that people are feeling. It sets the tone of the whole world. So we could have maybe a similar sequence that's a couple of vignettes where pe- with things exactly like you said, Nick, with yawning. And then everyone, you know, freaks out and then or maybe just, you know, someone uh, trying to wake somebody up um, and they won't wake up. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what that would be, but a similar montage to set that uh, so, pandemic. So I feel mindset. like we could have um, we could have some workers at like the Wonka factory. We have a guy who's like sleeping in a chair mm-hmm. and somebody tries to shake him awake and he just doesn't wake up. Yeah. Uh, and then we maybe splash some newspaper headlines of like, this is this thing. Uh, and then we see a, a scene of like a, a factory worker yawn and everybody freaks out and like reports them and they like get thrown out. Um, and then maybe we see um, something that, that would imply that Willy Wonka's son has contracted it and, and he freaks out and fires everybody. Like he, he tells everybody they have to get out because he blames, he blames the factory workers um, for his son contracting sleepy ptosis. Um, and, and so that's kind of how the factory shuts down. Uh, and and it would have went into this complete tailspin if his son wouldn't have died. Uh, and he went on this trip where he ultimately reopens the factory because of it. Yeah, that's good. I like the idea of, um, yeah, that being his, you know, his son falling into the sleepy ptosis coma being the catalyst for him shutting down the factory. Um, I think it'd be cool if that's set against the backdrop of, he knows that there are people, you know, spying on his techniques and whatnot. So it's already a tense environment. Then there's this sleepy ptosis pandemic, and then it's in the factory, and then it's affecting his family. So that's all these factors leading up to uh, him finally snapping and closing it down. So that's a big emotional kind of changing, like turning of the tide's first act or uh, midpoint of the movie moment. And so I think the the major decision we have to make then is: Do we want his son to die from sleepy ptosis immediately? Or do we want the journey to be to get this magical, like, cure? Well, I mean, him, the reason why I left his son alive is to make it like kind of like a breaking point for Willy Wonka while he's on that, like, crazy experience. Um, I mean, he could die beforehand or not. It doesn't really matter. I think it is uh, that is a fantastic catalyst for him to want to go on this trip to discover a um, like a cure. Um, so I, I think we should keep him alive. And then he, uh, Nick, what you just said, his this idea of him being told the bad news at a peaking at a peak point later in the movie where he's already maybe taken the drugs. Then he finds out that his son has died, and that's that leads him into the wild, uh, the depths of the trip. Well, I, I, I want the like. I, I think I think maybe you should just die before, okay. like any of that. I want to pitch an alternative of the son dying early, and we'll see which one we like better. Okay. Um, so, in in the version where the son dies early on, I think we see um, he contracts it. He fires everybody, or maybe he doesn't fire everybody. The son ultimately dies. He fires everybody, and then we see Willy Wonka walking aimlessly through his own factory clearly talking like like he's talking to a young boy talking about the same stories and we see wilkinson um like up in a factory window seeing it and he like grabs him he's like you have to get out of here you've got to get like you have to get out of this place the the memory of of wally is is all over here we like 
we got to go. We got to get out of here. We have to escape this. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, like, that makes... That's that's if we want the if we want the kid to die early, I think that's how we do it. It is. Uh, it would be a very impactful kind of turning uh, turning the page sort of moment on uh, a beginning of the journey from the Willy Wonka that he is uh, like this father son relationship to becoming, I guess, closer to the Willy Wonka that he is in the original movie. Although that is kind of up in the air, given the the insanity angle that we're coming from here. Maybe when his son dies, he can go on a rampage in his office and just start cutting things in half. Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> He's like, like, my better half is gone. And he just just smashes it. I love that. This is is kind of derailing it a little bit, but I I, I had this another dark thought that when, you know, he, you know, Willy Wonka was writing something when like he was like, good day, sir. He was like writing something on a piece of paper. My theory was that he was writing a suicide note. Oh, no. Just like, well, I can't find an air. Like it's over. Like there's nothing left. It's like even when he, um, like even when they're in the glass elevator, he's like, there's not much else left for me, Charlie. Like can't carry on on my own too much longer. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man, that's that's dark. And I understand why you went the direction that you did with that observation. He also tells Charlie that he's specifically hiring a kid so that they'll do it his way. Cause an adult would maybe implement their own ideas. And he, yeah. he doesn't want that. He's, he's, he wants to be able to control even from the grave or from retirement, uh, the decisions that are happening. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. Yeah. He's, he's a complicated guy. Uh, so, so what do we want to do? Do we want his son to die or do we want to save that for later? Yeah, let's yeah. Kill him. Let's kill him. Okay. Kill him and then can, he goes. We can have the scene where he cuts everything in half. We can have the scene where Wilkinson <laughs> sees him. We kind of see a glimpse of the madness that, that will be um, with him wandering through a, an empty factory. And um, yeah. then they go on this trip. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like and, the, I like the idea of like prefacing like you are my best half son. Like they have to lead up to that for the cut. Kind of yeah. And it, I think even we could tie the trip into the stories. Um, basically like his, his son on top of the, the fantastical stories, like was really an adventurer and, and wanted to go to these far off places. And so it is almost like an homage, uh, like a send off to his son. Maybe he's taking his son's ashes to spread them somewhere. Oh wow. my God. That's what it's gotta be. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. <laughs> instead of a cure he's he's spreading his son's ashes somewhere yeah i i did not intend on that coming out of my mouth but i feel like that's what has to happen right because that gives him reason that that gives him reason for for going out of the country on boat his last wish is like find me the the island of oompa loompa land that we made up in our fantasies daddy i know it's real find it and spread my ashes off of its towers or yeah or he's going on this voyage to find the closest thing to oompa loompa land to spread his son's ashes and it's it is this uh like (laughs) moby dick like he's not it is a white whale he's not going to find because it's obviously not real um but it is now his journey until he gets into shipwrecked and, and washes up on this island yeah the, wow. with these aliens that somehow get into his mind and blend this oompa loompa land stories like kind of vaguely in the background with their like horrific stuff i don't know i, I like i like that idea of like somehow they i like i like the idea a lot of them being regular villagers 
And then over the course of how he's there longer, they assimilate to the Oompa Loompas in his mind's eye. And basically it is because they have the ability to like read his thoughts and oh, and change into what he is looking for. Yeah, like maybe like if you ever read Childhood's End, I know Storm has, but like almost like a hive mind, but they need like an, a, a, a human's mind to kind of like meld with in order to be a permanent like existence on the planet. I don't know nice. how this would at all be explained in the movie. Probably wouldn't be explicitly, but like that could be what it can lead into. So they're like just kind of absorbing his mind, which is like super messed up because his, his child just died and he has all these weird fantasies and he's like a creative dude. And so like they create this world and then they're like somehow meld with him and turn into Oompa Loompas. Um, so to, to, to go to the hive mind and to <laughs> really make this a 24, uh, wheelhouse I think we should have some scene of like extreme um, grief where uh, I believe it was in Midsummer, where like all the women are are yelling uh, during the childbirth and it's just super creepy do you guys know what I'm talking about yeah, that, that yeah, specific definitely. scene where they're like all moaning with her mm-hmm. um, yeah I, th- I think we could have the Oompa Loompas because they're that hive mind when he's going through grief about his son they too are just like oh and it's just like all of these people and maybe like maybe for wilkinson it's it's the horror movie what if yeah what if for that scene he he's surrounded by all these like these aliens and he he keeps mistaking each one of them for his son like they oh, keep man. like turning into yeah. his son he's like oh the like Wally, Wally Walker, no! And then, like, I know it's just this weird, like, scenario where, like, then they turn into like an alien, and then he's like, oh, then he sees his son behind him, and he runs back. Um, that's an awesome idea. All of these are fantastic ideas. I, I think with the with the um tribe that they encounter, um, just kind of pulling from my pitch a little bit, it would be interesting if, um, somehow they're someone explains to them that these people are like very uh in touch with their emotions so they can sense that he's grieving and they kind of pressure him to work through what's going on through these rituals where they're all, you know, like they want to scream and cry with him. Uh, but they also maybe, um, uh, so Nick, you mentioned the hive mind or the, the overmind from childhood's end. There's this other sci-fi idea that I, I kind of thought about some comic book that I read, um, years ago, the Marvel as guardians, they kind of confess that they don't, have um an actual physical form that doesn't exist naturally what they are is whoever sees them whatever they believe in or decide they are they become that form so maybe that kind of uh informs the alien background of the oompa loompas although i think that should remain incredibly vague um and there should be definitely a lot of realistic grounding of them as a tribal culture. So then the alien stuff as it creeps in is more um, of that psychedelic horror. Uh, is so he insane? I, I think, uh, um, I think what we could do there is when they wash up on the Island, uh, Willy Wonka is, is passed out and Wilkinson sees them first. And he assumes um, that they're like, they're, they're tribes people. And so for the longest time, they, they are tribes people until they kind of figure out that, that Wonka is the, the brains of the operation. And then they start to meld into what he would rather them be. Nice. Um, yeah. And that's where we can see that morph coming. I like that. 
No, that's nice. I want a scene where they sing, where like he sings this like without music, but this really disgruntled pure imagination song. Oh, like I don't know. It's in the background. Like maybe like early on, like it's a song he makes up with his kid, and like they sing it together. So like maybe during that big freak out scene or that 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 pit, you know, pivotal climax, like you hear the song of him and his son singing. In oh man! The world of pure imagination, oh, like it's like like uh, it's a body and son. Do you guys know the movie There Will Be Blood? Oh yeah. Uh, there's a part in that movie where where um, the preacher uh, character Eli makes um, Daniel Plainview, um, he's makes him say that he abandoned his boy and he makes him start screaming it. I like the idea of Willy Wonka kind of screaming with that same energy, the words to that mm-hmm. song in in this scene where they're uh, the the Loompa, the Oompa Loompas are all joining in with him um, with that in, you know, that totally unhinged uh, yeah. grief, rage energy. If you want to, if you want to view paradise, simply look around and view yep. it. Anything yep. uh, you want scream. to do, do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. I, I also like the idea of the Oompa Loompas, the first human language we hear from them being like in chorus, oh, yeah. singing that song to Willy Wonka when he's never sang it to him, them. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's, that's maybe can, how like, we reveal. Yeah, that they're like kind of connected to him somehow, yeah. and like they're starting to become one with Willy Wonka. I I do like the idea that Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas are like one interconnected being, <laughs> and Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory. They've like been bound. Their mind, their minds have melded. And then, I mean, you can get real deep into the lore where, like, not only is he trying to find a new heir, but his mind is, like, losing its power and its its strength. So they really, the, these this alien species needs a new, fresh child mind. To, oh, to, that's to like good. That. Yeah, because then, and that's why he wants a kid, because the kid will believe in them the same way he believes in them. It will, it will keep the same form. The factory will look the same way. Where, like, an adult, you know, that they might bring in stories of their own or, or they might have doubts about, you know, the sincerity everyone's doubting when they when he mentions Lupaland and, and the different creatures and whatnot people the, the adults don't believe him but charlie would believe it and so yeah. a kid's got to meld with them to keep the story consistent oh man I, I i legit want this movie to be made yeah this is cool <laughs> like uh, i mean obviously it never would but oh i mean imagine how horrifying a playoff of a famous kids movie would be oh, yes. like this yeah like I, I don't know. I I was also thinking that the rights of of Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory must be rather tight because I think it's pretty crazy that nobody's tried to create just a candy brand. Um, there, there's there's stuff you can get. Um, it's uh definitely like a subsidiary of either Nestle or Hershey, but you can it? get Wonka bars. But it's not nearly as popular as you would. I mean, I guess it's because no, yeah, it's probably a novelty. Well, um, I've thought about this, and like, if you see like Wonka candy branding, it's like horrible. Like the the the, I don't know when you see that in Bill's candy shop in that movie, just this giant chocolate bar, and it just says Wonka on it with a purple wrapper. Like, there's something about that simplicity (laughs) that just I want some chocolate right now, man. Like, ah, well, I. 
if I'm not mistaken, so there was a Red Letter Media did a review of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory a few months back. It might even be longer than that at this point. But really? they, they mentioned that the movie came to development as a candy promotional tie in. So somebody was planning to do this Willy Wonka, uh, the Wonka bars, but it, that part failed horribly where the movie stood the test of time. Oh, that's hmm. um, so how are we going to end this movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> so we have Willy Wonka, we have the Oompa Loompas. Do we have them just sailing on a ship and the sun no. sets over the ship and we know the rest? Or do we have them going back and implementing the factory or... I think if you if you put enough breadcrumbs towards the original movie, the audience will be able to put together, oh, this came from here. This was influenced by here. Um, oh, here's an image of one of the villagers chopping a chicken's head off. That was in the, the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. The, the tunnel ride for the boat. But so I like the idea of like it, him like having this like insane revelation with with these these aliens. They have like the final blend and it kind of goes to white. And then we like, like I said, I really like that end scene. I not to go back to. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this end scene of, of him, his back, Willy Wonka's back, with his cane, walking all slow towards a cheering crowd at the gates of his factory, and then him just falling over, and then like a big like Inception, dun, like Wonka. Nick, are you talking yeah. about kind of like a tracking shot where it's following him through the doors? He's framed up facing the crowd and it, it follows him, you know, that while he's hobbling yeah. the whole way. His and back's facing the cam- camera. That's, I think that's really good. That I, sounds I like that too. That would and move me if I saw build it. build the roar of the crowd. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, to, I want this movie to be made so bad. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think the best ending is. Um, we imply so Willy Wonka has to go home. He basically tells them, "We've I've got to go back," um, and I don't know if the ship is destroyed and we want to have a an Oompa Loompa ship or, or something. Um, but they come with him. We make it very clear that they're coming with him. Um, we just see them kind of sailing off. Cut to X years later, and then we just see that tracking shot of Willy Wonka, and then we end the movie. I can get behind that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then we kind of know we we fill in the gap of they came back. Obviously, uh, like maybe we could drop a hint in there that the the Oompa Loompas are very. Um, I, I I guess maybe it's because they have that hive mind mentality with Willy Wonka that they can just act as he would act as far as creation goes, and that's why they're able to produce so many variations seamlessly um but we can maybe drop in that they're they're also very good uh at cooking or or creating uh food food or something oh and can we like they communicate through like music because he always like does his little flute to yeah (laughs) like that's actually how they talk Uh uh-huh or at least there are maybe they you know their communication is um it is not as straightforward as like humans where we we talk mostly but it's a it's a variety they can express full sentiments through a musical a little lick like that they do uh or or like in song when they wrap up you know something's happened and they want to tell you all about a little uh you know the lesson that everyone should take away um i, I think that's that's cool yeah, I, I, I really like this idea that the Oompa Loompas are just this mesh between these aliens that have 
that have blended with Willy Wonka's mind that a, a psychotic breakdown turns him into the new Willy Wonka who dresses crazy. And so maybe the um, maybe the ayahuasca is not necessarily ayahuasca, but it is some liquid that is getting. It is. Well, what is I, I thought that the idea was that it wasn't drinking ayahuasca. It. I, I'm saying that they have to have an end. It could be that he's drinking this liquid that is like for for lack of a better word, like nectar from their queen that allows him to become the leader of the hive mind. Does that make sense? It it is. They have been feeding him this thing that is allowing him um, to be apt to them taking on elements of his mind. Yeah. As long as it's not like explicitly said, but that can be like something that like yeah, and it could, yeah. he drinks more and they feed him more throughout the, the trip. The more, he, yeah, the more he has, the stronger his his bond between them comes. But um, then but that gets rid of the Wilkinson. That gets rid of the Wilkinson reveal if he comes or he, someone else shows up and then they eat it. And they're like, well, okay, well, well, let's say Wilkinson is, is kind of this real grounded guy who cares a lot about um, Willy Wonka. He's been there the whole time and he is kind of going along with it. Um, um, just because, you know, it, he see, he sees the positive benefits this has having in his friend's psyche, or are you saying that he's not like there at all or he shouldn't be there at all? No, I, I was thinking like, I don't know. I, I just, I just like that, that, uh, surprise of like, you don't know, like, oh wait, he thought that he was, you know, on a hallucinogenic drug, but actually there's something deeper, crazier going on here. Like we're like, oh, someone else eats it. And nothing happens to him, so it's not actually affecting it. But that—I mean—that was just a thing we mentioned earlier. It doesn't have to be in there. What oh, if, I see. So this is a, this is a very big, big twist. So it immediately shut me down. If you don't like this, what <laughs> if um, we see after they get back a a thing um, with the office that is something that indicates that Wilkinson died a very long time ago. And much like the memory of his son, he's been carrying the memory of his best friend Wilkinson everywhere. And so we find out that Wilkinson too was was not okay. actually okay. a real person. Is that so, way too off the rails? I do. I do like uh, just you know these these crazy reveals. I don't think it's too far off the rails given what we're establishing. But I, I want to draw attention to the fact that that means one of these creatures is out there in the world in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in the original, and he's interacting with these kids, um, having, you know, he's, he's taken on this Wilkinson yeah. form, but he's out As there Wilkinson, in society. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea that they can't even, like, escape the factory, though. Like, they, they're, like, limited to, like... Uh, 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 I mean, and this is just getting into nitty-gritty weird details, but maybe... Uh, Wilkinson would have to somehow be something different than the aliens i feel like we could have oh my gosh we could have a terrible reveal right at the very like right the scene right before um he he walks out that is um wilkinson uh the candy shop owner um the the guy with the cart that says the little poem all of these people shift back into an oompa loompa um and we reveal that all of these people have been plants by Willy Wonka to, to drive Charlie. Um, yeah. Okay. I can actually, I can get behind that because that ties in an idea we had. Um, so it was in someone's pitch about um, all of the kids in the original movie, it being um, 
set up that it's a controlled environment that it isn't by chance that they're getting the golden tickets and it's uh yeah it's you know the oompa loompas are out there making sure that happens that in a full-length movie might be a lot to stuff in there but there's a lot of good things to play with at the very least um it's just implied it could just be implied you know like the scene like zach said about uh you see the characters and you just see them turn back into the oompa loompas for a second uh kind of a quick some quick cuts yeah okay all right so i think i think that wraps up the movie i think we got yeah i don't know how we did it but i think we made like an acceptable but also horrific uh willy wonka um let's get into casting totally um and i know like i I don't necessarily know. Do we have anybody that we need to cast in this role besides just Willy Wonka? Yeah, I do have an idea for one side character, and I'm glad that we developed Wilkinson as this guy that was going to be there the whole time. Because in my mind, uh, it was going to be like Slugworth, but I do have like a Willy Wonka and then a second guy uh, cast. So I'll say okay. it's I, I'll say it's Wilkinson. Okay. Yeah, you can work. Uh, so let's let's start with Wilkinson then. So who are we thinking for like a a Wilkinson that will be with him throughout the movie? I was thinking Bill Skarsgård, um, the guy who played Pennywise in It. He was recently in a movie on Netflix uh, called The Devil All the Time. Uh, and he was in Deadpool 2. He's a, he's a very ranged guy, but I think he's kind of got those vibes. Uh, the Wilkinson guy in the original movie looked really uh, German. Um, and he kind of had an accent as well. And I, I could see Bill Skarsgård in those glasses. So for, for mine, um, I was thinking Rain Wilson. Um, oh, nice, <laughs> but I don't know. I think he might be. Uh, he it's definitely got to be a shaved up Rain Wilson because he's he's usually rocking a beard nowadays. Um, but like, I want him looking as Dwight Schrute as possible. Um, but like Eastern European Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I can dig it. I like that uh, the the Dwight Schrute connection because I thought that the Wilkinson guy in the original looked a little bit like David Wallace from The Office. I mean, for this movie, I think I would like the Bill Skarsgård just because of the horror movie. Yeah, um, I, I think I like him better. Yeah. All right, I like that. I didn't really think of anybody for Wilkinson. I don't know why. Um, I really, I really just kind of thought of Willy Wonka, to be honest with you. So I'm pretty interested. With, I, yeah, I have no idea. Like, I, I I'm all, all right. over the board with Willy Wonka. Um, sorry, <laughs> I keep cutting you off, Nick. Um, I. I went with kind of like trying to go with Gene Wilder vibes, but you went with uh, like a totally different approach, correct? Yeah. Well, also, I had this style of movie in mind. Okay. So I chose Adam Driver. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like a movie where someone can like, I, I feel like one, he can show like a good emotional range, like especially the buildup with like him loving his son. Like, I think he'd be great uh -huh. for something like that. And like, you know, we don't really, we won't really need to show Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka in this. We just need to show Willy Wonka going batshit crazy. And yeah. I think you do a good intermediary for that. I think Adam Driver is excellent at playing like maybe crazy um, where he, he can just deadpan, say a line completely emotionless. Um, and you wonder like, is this guy about to end it all? Um, yeah, I think Adam Driver is a, is a very interesting choice for this movie. 
Yeah, Adam Driver has like a crazy calm, uh, this calm to him. Um, yeah, where the, the scene that we um, kind of developed with him having the emotional breakdown with the, the Oompa Loompas where he's screaming, I can already see Adam Driver doing that uh, in an extremely intense way. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him do that in a movie. Yeah. I, Have you seen Marriage it? Story? I have not seen Marriage Story. Yet. Okay, he he goes. He has some some yelling in that movie that would be reminiscent. Okay. Um. Okay. So I um went with the idea of trying to replicate that Gene Wilder vibe. He's very 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 calm, kind of uh, sarcastic. There's a specific physicality uh, and relaxed vibe to him, and also his eyes uh, are really pale blue in uh, kind of a striking way. And so my first choice was Ryan Gosling who I think kind of kind of has a similar he's he's more straightforward, just like handsome guy, uh, but some similar energy. And I actually found an article that there was a Willy Wonka project in development at one point. And Ryan Gosling was one of the guys up for the role. The other two being um, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, uh, and then Ezra Miller, uh, who I think would be way too close to the Johnny Depp version. Um, but okay, so my backup for Willy Wonka, or maybe actually probably even the guy that I think would fit closer into the movie we've developed is Paul Dano. Um, do you guys know who Paul Dano is? Yeah, I know Paul Dano. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I think he he um, he reminds me of Gene Wilder um, with that kind of, you know, the, that calm, um, but very um, present, intelligent, wise uh, attitude. But I know, you know, I know he can go there because of movies like There Will Be Blood. Man, oh, Paul Dano's good as well. I do like Ryan Gosling as like an actual Willy Wonka, though. I hate, I hate Ryan Gosling as well. Oh, no. <laughs> like you said that, and I immediately was like, "Nope, don't like yeah. that." Well, that's why. See, he came to mind as like if you were doing a straightforward impression, like a copy of Gene Wilder. Yeah. But it's like you can't that that doesn't even make sense. That's not a good move. Uh, you want to embody the same vibe, but somebody who's going to bring their own thing to it. So I think after kind of marinating on those two guys for a few days, I would lean more towards Paul Dano. Um, I, 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 I like Paul Dano a lot, but I'm going to throw out um, Robert Pattinson. I know we've talked about him before. Nice. Um, but I think he would be an interesting choice um, to, to take it like in that, that trippy uh, area. Man. Yeah, those are all three good choices. How do... Yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson. That reminds. I feel like uh, him and Adam Driver kind of sit in a similar, um, a similar box, if you will. Like, like mm -hmm. if if we were casting, it, I could see both of them being guys that were up for the role. But is the the thing with Paul Dano is like, how would he do with like a father son relationship? Yeah. I well, um, I mean. I don't know. I haven't seen a movie. I, I don't think I've seen a film where he plays a father, but I have seen uh, what's that movie? Love and Mercy, where he plays Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys. Um, and there's some some relationships he has with people that are a little bit more paternal, um, a little bit more um, kind of, I guess, calm and caring and thoughtful as opposed to totally unhinged and manipulative or skeevy. All right. You know, I say we go with Paul Dano just because I, I feel I also, like. Yeah. It adds. I mean, he's just. I mean, I just keep thinking of him from There Will Be Blood, and he just. Oh, is. did you guys see Swiss Army Man? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing, but there's definitely vibes in that that go right along with our our um, 
our plot of of you know what's real and what isn't a guy tripping out and tripping out on a desert island um i also like paul dano because i think that he gives a vulnerability like physically just seems a lot more vulnerable than robert pattinson or adam driver yeah he just I, yeah, doesn't I seem as like physically imposing <laughs> as the other two yeah and there's just something scarier about him um, I feel like Adam Driver might be too likable and Robert Pattinson. I mean, they could play it off, obviously, to not be likable. But like, I don't know. There's something about Paul Dano's face that you're just like, <laughs> this guy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just no, I, I agree. No, absolutely. That Yeah, he kind of jumps off the screen. I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen Paul Dano play a lot of different roles. Um, but there, yeah, there's always something there that's like, oh, yeah this guy what's what's he about to do yeah this guy sums paul dano up (laughs) that guy so so what are we thinking of a title for this piece i uh my pitch originally was just under the title wonka yeah um but i'm gonna go with wonka as well okay there might be something more i like the simplicity um i was thinking um just as we were writing this like willy wonka and the land of Loom- uh, land of the Loompas, um, but that might be a little too wordy. I think Wonka is is way cleaner. Um, well, and it A twenty four is producing it, and you know, they, you gotta get that single yeah. short brief. I agree. We've had a lot of um, we've had a lot of semi or a lot of colon work in our titles so far. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think simplifying would be good for this one. So yeah. we're just going Wonka. Yeah, it fits that scary movie trend of just, like, one word. Yeah, I like it. Man, I feel like I can see the poster now, like, the back of his head with the hat and then just the big letters um, where you're not sure what the tone is. It's Wonka. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to making this this, this, <laughs> this poster. Yeah, I, I am, I'm very interested in what you're going to do with it because, yeah, I, th- I, I really like this movie. I, do. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. this is the one time I'm like, actually, please, please make this movie. I want this movie yeah. to be made. Um, so that brings us to the end. Uh, please make this movie. Please make this movie. Please make this sci-fi horror Willy Wonka prequel. Specifically, A24. <laughs> yes. Please and thank you. Bye.